All right, y'all. So this week, what we're doing is we are decommissioning another Patreon episode for you guys to listen to. Um, we need another week of not recording something new because we got a lot of changes going on in the graveyard, which we will explain in next week's episode. So hang with us and we'll be back with a new episode for you guys next week. We think you'll enjoy it. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. It is Matt telling us about the hauntings at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. So if you haven't checked it out on Patreon, here it is. You can listen to it now. Um, if you have, you can listen to it again or just wait till next week and we will have a brand new episode for you. So let's get into it. like that yeah that is our new new patreon intro that brandon did for us yeah so the same guy that wrote our main episode intro and outro did this for us and we could not be happier that's right we love this man it's awesome so tonight what we're gonna do is it's a little bit different than normal normally we kind of both research something look it up all that but I don't know Jack about, the, well, I mean, I've, I've heard a little bit about it, but I have not done the research. Uh, Matt has done all the research for this bonus episode, and he is going to be teaching me along with all of y'all. Yeah. So, Matt, tell us what we got going tonight. Okay. So, this you remember, these, these are a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. We just kind of chill out and hang. So, w- w- we came up with this idea... I don't know, a couple months ago. And because, because we live essentially in Nashville, we thought this was a, this was a good topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk tonight about, um, ghosts of the Ryman auditorium. Now, if you're a country music fan, no matter where you live, you, you know, the Ryman auditorium, if not, um, You'll, you'll probably realize what we're talking about when we get into it. Um, but the Ryman Auditorium um, was the home of the Grand Ole Opry mm-hmm. in Nashville for many years, thir- 31 years, I believe. And um, it's an old, old building. I mean, it's still there. You can still go. You can still go tour it. You can still they still do concerts there. I saw Ben Folds there. A few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know. Foo Fighters have played there recently, past yeah. couple years. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool place if you don't mind sitting on a wooden pew yeah. during a concert. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Cramped. Yeah. I mean, it's Man, a concert. It's you're going to stand up anyway. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to sweat during this show, but, you know, it, it's a cool place and it's it's unique. I mean, it, it stands out as one of the most interesting and iconic images of, of music city. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's haunted. Well, of course it, yeah, is. it is. I mean, yeah, it's an old, old, old building. It's surely it's got some, 
stuff knocking around. But um, what I'm going to talk to y'all tonight about is why it's haunted and some of the some of the things that people believe that the Ryman had a curse on it. So let's go into a little bit of the history of of the Ryman Auditorium. Now, the building that we know today as the Ryman Auditorium actually opened in 1892. See, I told you it was old as the Union Gospel Tabernacle. So it was essentially a church when it opened. Um, and it was a, it was the work of a man named Captain Tom Ryman, who was a steamboat captain and a hellraiser who was known for his hard drinking and carousing on the Cumberland, Ohio, and Mississippi boy. rivers. Yeah. So he was, uh, you know, he was a man about town, so to speak. But one day, old Captain Ryman, he saw the errors of his ways and he found the Lord. And he said, all this wild living and liquor and women, it's, it's wrong. I'm changing my ways. I'm going to build a church. And that's what he did. So he built the uh, the Union Gospel Tabernacle. He closed the tavern that he owned in Nashville. And he banned liquor on all of his steamboats. Hmm. So, buddy, he, was, he turned it around. Yeah. So in 1897... It was used as a meeting hall for a reunion of Confederate veterans. And the Confederates donated the money to have a balcony constructed to accommodate the large number of veterans that were coming to this event. Now, the balcony was named the Confederate Gallery in their honor. And one of those guests decided that they were going to stick around for a little while. So from time to time, a mysterious man in gray has been seen standing in the Confederate gallery. He's never been seen during a performance, but instead chooses to come out when maintenance and security crews are the only people in the building. Now, there are reports that he has shown up during a rehearsal. Um, and what will happen is they'll send somebody up there thinking that, oh, somebody's done snuck in to see, mm -hmm. see rehearsal. And they'll go up there, and there's nobody there. And when they get back downstairs, they look up, and there he is again, you know, sitting right up there. Now, you know, speculation, he is he is in gray, so there's, you know, some, you know, some thoughts that it's, you know, the ghost of one of the old Confederate soldiers. Right. Um, which is a possibility, you know, or, or somebody else, you know, you know, maybe just, you know, one of the old... Uh, uh, the old members of the of the of the tabernacle, a music lover, yeah, hanging out just just listening. Um, but uh, legend has it that old Captain Ryman comes back to visit from time to time. Now, his namesake, you would, you know, that's right. I mean, it was named after him, and uh, he, uh, he he's chosen to stay behind because of the building and the love he had you know, for, for this church that he had built. Now, Captain Ryman passed away in 1904, and he was so well thought of that 4,000 people attended his funeral in the auditorium. Holy cow. Now, it was during the funeral that they decided to change the name to the Ryman Auditorium in his honor. Now, stories have it that Captain Ryman's ghost first appeared 
in the early 1900s during a production of Carmen, the the opera, Mm -hmm. in the theater. The show had a rather risque reputation. How risque do you get in the early 1900s? I don't know. You know, Showing but, some ankle. Yeah. You know, I could see her wrists and I got the vapors. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill, I heard this show. She shows ankle. Check it out. Yeah. Saw a woman without gloves. Don't tell the missus we saw her ankle. But either way, oh, uh, it was uh, decided that Captain Ryman would probably not have approved of this material. It was said that his ghost made so much noise during the show that patrons complained about not being able to hear what was going on. And unfortunately, this particular story seems to be just a legend. Um, as Carmen played at the Union Gospel Tabernacle in 1901, three years before Ryman's actual death. Mm-hmm. But while his ghost uh, couldn't have it disrupted this show, it has been said that strange occurrences took place in the years afterwards. It seems that each time a show played that did not meet with Captain Standards, he would interfere and try to disrupt the show. Picky jerk. I know it. Now, from 1943 to 1974, the Ryman became the home of the Grand Ole Opry. And if you don't know what the Grand Ole Opry is, look, get out from under that rock. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody kind of knows. My family actually has connections to the Grand Ole Opry because my mom knows a lot of the Opry stars yeah. and has been backstage and all that stuff. And I've met quite a few of them, you know, little Jimmy Dickens and all yeah. that. So I, I, I know quite a few mm-hmm. personally. Yep. Um, and that just, that just comes from growing up in this town. Well, sure. Every, every everybody I know knows somebody that was either, a member of the Grand Ole Opry or their grandfather was a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, you know, I got a laundry list. So yep. that's, that's what happens when you grow up in Nashville. So, um, but it, it was, it was a big deal. It, and it, you know, it still is, it, mm-hmm. it's still in production. They just, they've moved it over to the, the Opryland area now. Right. Um, a more, more modern theater and larger, you know, accommodate more people, more modern technology. Um, but during the sixties, um, it, it was, it was really in its heyday and, and it's, it's live. It's a live radio show. So whatever happens happens. Um, but there were also many live shows there, like the Jimmy Dean show. Um, and there were other specials like, television specials that were filmed there. Um, For one show, a crew from New York had come in and were talking with the local crew after the show had wrapped, and they were told about the ghost of Captain Ryman and that he still haunted the place. Now, the New Yorkers kind of said, whatever, Um, but they decided to stick around and see if anything happened that night. So that evening was completely uneventful until around midnight, when they heard the sound of footsteps in the empty theater, looking up, the crew could see dust floating down between the edges of the ceiling panels beneath the gallery, which each, with each footstep they heard, another bit of dust would trickle down. The production crew hastily fled the building and returned to New York. Yeah. So, <laughs> sounds like somebody had a little fun with some New right. Yorkers down there. Um, 
Another ghost said to haunt the building is the spirit of Hank Williams, who died tragically in the backseat of his car in 1953. Now, you know what? Hank was 29 years old when he died. And I guess I had heard so much Hank Williams and seen pictures and an old video of him that I, I thought he was a lot older than that. But I was wrong. You know, he, he wasn't even 30. And Junior got old. Yeah, yeah junior, Junior's old. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so old Hank died in, in the seat of his car uh, in 1953. And on one su- uh, Sunday... Uh, See, this This is what you get on the Patreon. Uh, you get me flubbing words and everything. On a Saturday afternoon, uh, singer Whispering Bill Anderson was rehearsing on the Ryman stage for an Opry show that evening. And as he was checking his levels for sound, he strummed a tune on his guitar. And it was a tune that was a personal favorite of Hank Williams. Suddenly, in the middle of the song, Everything in the building went dead. The sound, lights, house lights, even the emergency exit lights. There was no cause for the blackout, and Anderson described the incident as eerie and remarked that he felt the mechanical failure was somehow related to his performance of the Hank Williams song. Now, in the early 1990s, the Ryman was closed to the public for a period while it was undergoing renovations. Now, during the construction, one of the workers was accidentally locked in the place overnight. Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah, he was hiding out. Alone inside, the worker later came face to face with Hank Williams himself. And as the old adage say, legends never die. They just simply fade away. So um, there is a a caretaker that worked at the Ryman for many, many years. And she's been on the local news. You know, it usually comes around, you know, anniversary of the Ryman. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll talk to her. Um, sometimes she'll pop up on the news, you know, around Halloween where they talk. She talks about walking through there one evening and going around the corner and Hank Williams standing right there looking at her. Yeah. And he said he just looked and she's like, I looked in those cold, dark eyes and said he just vanished right in front of my eyes. And, you know, it's one of those creepy stories because when you see this lady, she is no kook. I mean, she is just, she is exactly what you would think. One of these, you know, nice older ladies. Straight lace southern worked woman. worked at the Ryman for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of, you know, sweethearts and honeys and yeah, biscuits and gravies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just this little lady. So you got to think, man. Maybe so. Maybe old Hank is in there somewhere. Bless your heart. You need some more grits, honey. But, you know, why would this place, you know, besides being old, you know, house this much activity? Um, There's a legend that the Grand Ole Opry is cursed, or at least it was. You know, Zach Baggins would tell you there's a portal to hell in the basement. I'm, I'm, well, I tell you what, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm really not that big of a country music fan. So, you know, Portal to Hell for me, yeah, maybe. Might I be main know. stage. 
I'm just not. I grew up here. Maybe that's why I'm not. It's because I'm from here. You're just, you're inundated with Right. It. But the Ryman did reopen again in 1993. Um, but it was almost torn down when the Grand Ole Opry was moved to Opryland for a time. Uh, in fact, many people have remarked that the Opry officials seemed especially eager to tear the old building down, something they said was motivated by what they called the Opry curse. Now, most people who work with the Opry are naturally reluctant to discuss the idea of whether or not the curse actually exists. And a lot of them will actually go as far as denying it. Um, they just they claim that it's something that was concocted by by writers back in the 70s and just it's just rumors and legends and you know no one can deny it up until 1973 more than 35 people closely associated with the opry had met with untimely death now these country stars have been burned to death they've been beaten robbed and shot have had been victims of car and plane crashes and have perished from alcohol and drugs. Now, some would say that these deaths are just an unfortunate part of working in the entertainment industry, but others come to feel that such a curse may exist after all. So I don't know. You, you tell me, what do you think? So these are some of the strange, uh, you know, deaths and, and they're, they're, they're strange. They're tragic. But they all happen in a time frame of just seem like one right after another. Mm-hmm. So String Bean Aikman, he was uh, a comic on Hee Haw. Mm-hmm. Now, String Bean was murdered um, a- along with his wife during a home invasion in 1973. Now, Ira Lu- Lovin or Leuven, this is one I don't know. So it could be Leuven, could be Loven. Could be loving. Yeah, I know string bean. I don't know this one. Yeah. Along with his wife, two friends, and the occupants of another car were killed in a head-on collision in 1965. Now, Jim Reeves, who I do know, perished in a plane crash in 1964. Mm-hmm. Also in 1964, another plane crash took the lives of Cowboy Copas, Randy Hayes, Hawkshaw Hawkins, and Patsy Cline. And it's also been said that Patsy Cline had a premonition of her death before this, but that's just hearsay. Nobody knows for sure. I think I've heard that. It's interesting to point out, too, that uh, Cowboy Copas's daughter-in-law was Mm -hmm. my kindergarten teacher. Nice. So just just, again, I said, Nashville. you grow up in Nashville, this this is what happened. So, um. Now, shortly after Patsy Cline's death, uh, former Grand Ole Opry singer Texas Ruby Fox died of smoke inhalation when her home burned down. No, we're not done. Jack Green, known as the Jolly Green Giant, almost died from what he believes was the Opry jinx, in quotes, when he was narrowly missed by two semi-trucks on the highway. Hank Williams Jr. was almost killed in 1975 when he took a fall from a Montana mountain, and his injuries were so extensive that uh, it required years of surgery and therapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you ever wonder, that's why Hank wears the dark glasses and has a beard and all that other stuff. It hides all that mm-hmm. stuff happened to his face. That's from the movie. 
Uh, and there have been others. Over a three-year period, 14 people perished at Opryland, and their only connections uh, were their work in country music and the Grand Ole Opry. Right. So, you know, some some strange happenings over there, you know, yeah. at Opry. And I and I have to and I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, even though I I did research this topic pretty heavily, the majority of my information comes from an article written by Troy Taylor um, back in 2001. So um, I, I do need to give Troy um, Troy credit for this, for a lot of the information that I did collect. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and like I said, it's such a historic building, you know, here, here in Nashville that, um, you know, it, it's got, it's, it's gotta be haunted. And, the Nashville Ghost Tour uh, does a good bit at the Ryman. You don't go inside, mm-hmm. um, but they do tell a lot of these stories, um, especially about Hank Williams, you know, ghost supposedly haunting, right? You know, the the Ryman Auditorium. So, um, if you're coming to Nashville, it's it's a cool place to be. I've taken the tour. Um, I like I said, I've been to shows there. Um, it, it does have a lot of history, not just you know, paranormal cursed history. Right. I mean, there's a lot of history of how not just the Ryman, but the Grand Ole Opry influenced music. Um, you know, the music of the time and music to come. Yeah. And, you know, I guess for a lot of Nashvillians, it, it's a, it's a source of pride. And I think that's why it's still standing and yeah. people fought long and hard to keep it from being torn down. So, yeah. um, but it's it's you know it's fun it's fun to talk about these local stories and I don't know what what do you think you think there's anything to the curse I mean it's kind of funny you know all those I mean funny strange you know all those deaths happening the way they did yeah and you know it's not like we've talked before it's not unheard of at all it's actually very common for a music venue or theatrical venue to be the home of a haunt and you know whether it be the superstitions of the performers or whatever but there always seems to be some curse about either the place or a part of the place or something to do with the place and you know so i'm i'm one i'm quick to believe uh you know that the Ryman is haunted and why wouldn't it be with the, the famous acts that got their break there. So they have some sort of emotional connection to it. You know, it made a lot of artists back in the day. Mm-hmm. If you got to play the, the Opry, then I mean, you were it, you yeah. know? So it has a lot of emotional attachment to people. And, you know, like we've talked and, you know, thought forms before, um, not going off the physical, like creating a person type Tulpa, but you know, if you, if enough people believe in a curse, then whether or not the place is cursed happenings around something that could be considered a curse would be there. So, you know, the curse could have been created by the same people that were taken out by the curse. Yeah. You know, know, and sometimes I kind of I kind of look at it, you know, from 
either side of the coin, you know, kind of like a, a, a chicken, chicken or the egg thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what came first? And exactly. You know, the, the tragedy or the curse. Exactly. You know, and, and sometimes it's it, it. It's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, how could we lose this many people in this amount of time so tragically? Right. I mean, none of none of these deaths were related to old age or disease per se. Right. I mean, you know, Hank Williams died because, as I had, I had somebody tell me just the other day, because he loved that bottle, mm-hmm. and um, you know that 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 could be a disease. It, um, you know, I it certainly wasn't thought of that way then, right? Um, you know, but but plane crashes and home invasions and you know, automobile crashes, you know, just. Freak things to yep. happen to so many people that belonged to the Opry. Right. You know, so it, it makes you sit back and go, well, maybe, maybe there is something yep. to that. Maybe, or, maybe it's legit. Maybe, maybe it's just the way to, to cope with that. Right. Explain it all away. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but it was, uh, it's a cool place. Yep. You know, it was interesting. If, if you're in town, you, you ought to go check it out. And uh, and you'll hear some of these stories, and I'm sure a few more. So oh sure, well right on, Matt. I appreciate the history lesson because a lot of that I did not know. I'd heard a little bit, but you know, you always hear of the Hank thing being there. That's the one you always hear about. But a lot of those others, that was that was cool. Yeah. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that, and we'll see you again soon on another Patreon episode. Yeah. Take it easy. 